taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Good afternoon and welcome everybody to this edition of PPC Rockstars, a special SES San Jose edition. Uh, and I'm here with a special guest, uh, Brad Geddes of uh, BG Theory. Brad is uh, somebody that I've learned a lot from and, and is probably familiar to a lot of you listeners. Uh, Brad's the, as I said, founder of BGTheory.com. Uh, his company uh, does consulting, educating, and training on internet mar- marketing theory and best practices. Uh, most of you probably remember Brad as uh, eWhisper, a longtime moderator on Webmaster World, and his uh, previous site was called eWhisper.com. Um, his new company works closely with Google in creating and presenting AdWords seminars for success, so companies can take best advantage of AdWords. Uh, the next couple of seminars will be in Atlanta and New York. Uh, next week, week of August, August 25th. So welcome, Brad, and thank you for agreeing to come on. Ah, thank you, David. Um, be- before we get into uh, the subject matter, which is uh, demystifying quality score, um, tell us a little bit about the, the switch your company just made. Um, what, what's, what's the impetus and what's the role of the new company? Well, you know, I, I used to work for myself from, what, 98? I've been in this business for about 10 years now, um, until 04, when I joined Local Launch, which was just a fantastic company dealing with local marketing. And, you know, we were acquired by Art Stalin, one of the largest yellow page publishers in the States. And it, it was a fun ride, um, and it was a time for me to kind of go back on my own. And so when I went back and started the company, you know, I the option of starting agency, but it really wasn't what I wanted to do. I really like empowering agencies and advertisers um, to to reach the, their goals in their marketing efforts. So instead of competing with them, I thought, you know, let's go ahead and train them and work closely with with them on different levels, make sure they have the tools necessary, um, whether it's in PPC, which is very defined, whether it's more the esoteric nature of SEO, or even just the tried and, and true in-house um, email marketing list. So, you know, basically making sure they have the tools and the knowledge necessary uh, to find success in our marketing. Well, that sounds like a, a great niche. We are filling a very good, uh, very important need. So uh, I wish you luck. I'm sure you're doing very well at it. Oh, thank you. So let's get into our discussion of quality score. Uh, you've, you've got a couple of posts on your site uh, to which we've linked from the, um, the PPC Rockstars page on the Clicks Marketing blog. And uh, I've learned a lot about it. Uh, clients have benefited from it. Um, could we start with uh, a kind of an overview of Google AdWords quality score and uh, the components that go into it? Sure. So, you know, talking about AdWords quality score, it's important first to think about what it really affects. You know, it affects your minimum bids for your keywords. It affects your ad rank for the search network, um, your eligibility to, to appear on content sites, um, whether it's via the normal keyword advertising, or placement targeting. And so understanding basically what quality score affects in the first place lets you realize how much you can really change your campaign just by changing quality score instead of changing bids. So when we get into 
you know, what makes up quality score, there's several factors, but they're not always used depending on what's going on. Um, so when we look, think about, you know, the major factors, it's, you know, your click-through rate at Google.com. Um, your click-through rate on the content site for your ad appearing on those specific sites. Um, a new one they added recently was display URL click-through rate. And I find that interesting because before you know, your ad copy click-through rate really didn't include your display URL. And now they've sort of added that in as, as um, a new factor. Your account history, um, then the, the best practice ones really, the relevance of keywords to ad copy, the relevance of keywords to your landing page, um, landing page load time, so forth. And then everyone's favorite, the other relevancy factors. Right. So that's kind of like what can affect things. Um, I think you know it's important to really go through each part of that to see what does affect it. Um, I don't know if you want to start with like minimum bids and go from there. Well, um, I want to zero in on a couple of things. First of all, uh, from your articles, uh, one thing I've gleaned is that uh, you know quality score sounds like some kind of uh, voodoo Merlin type. Uh, SEO manipulation uh, factor, when really all it is is uh, Google and Yahoo and Microsoft have, have similar algorithms, uh, trying to ensure that uh, the, the ads are relevant to the people doing the searches. So really at the core of it is best practices in building and maintaining and optimizing good campaigns uh, rather than something that uh, advertisers can game in order to get an unfair advantage. Would you, would you agree with that? I, I totally would. I think if you think about it, sometimes quality score is easier to think about if you think about it from the engine standpoint. You know, why does Google want all these crazy rules? Well, it's because, you know, they want repeat visitors. I mean, everyone wants a repeat visitor. And so if someone goes to Google and finds exactly what they're looking for, finds an ad relevant to the search, you know, buy selling companies has a good experience, well, they had a good experience with Google as well, and they want to go back there. So I right. think if you think about it from their standpoint, their their keyword is relevancy. Um, and so and money doesn't affect this. I think that's also important to note. I mean, I've seen accounts that spend $50,000 a day, wake up and have $10 minimum bids. So it's one of those things that it's a level playing field regardless of your spend size. You know, relevancy right. is relevancy. So let's see. I also want to zero in on something you just said, which is uh, something I wasn't aware of. Did you say that um, there is a, a, an effect on quality score that is determined by the display URL? Yeah, so that a couple, maybe a month ago or so, that's where it popped up. Um, before, you know, when you talked about click-through rate and your relevancy of ad copy, it was, you know, your headline, um, display URL 1, display URL 2, or sorry, um, ad copy line 1, ad copy line 2, and then and display URL didn't matter. And so it was one of those things where you could play with display URLs a lot to affect click-through rate, but it didn't matter in your quality score. And they've recently added display URL click-through rate um, as a separate measure on quality score. So that's one of those, uh, the lines that a lot of people don't really play with much and test out their display URL. But, I mean, I've, even years ago we've seen how display URLs can change click-through rates not, I wouldn't say dramatically, but, you know, even a half percent click-through rate change can be pretty significant. Sure. So let's see. So um, what are a couple best practices in display URLs? Um, one yeah, of them I think, are, go ahead. Go ahead. I think the most important part of display URL 
is to make sure someone reading your display URL understands what the site is. And to take an example, there are certain words if you run them together, you can see other words in the middle of them. Um, one of my favorite ones, I guess, is, is this a PG show on our show? Uh, we we will PG have 30. we have a live we have a live sensor. Leap out anything that's objection. Okay, so one of my favorite examples actually is Google used to use um, AdWordsExample.com and all of their and all their literature, and it was all lowercase. And if you look at that, some people would see AdWords example, other people would see the word sex right in the middle of the display URL. Right. And so by changing it to uppercase letters, all of a sudden you no longer saw this word sex in the middle of it, which, which could distract people. Now you just saw AdWords example. And there's a lot of other you know, words when you start combining URLs and words together that can appear in the middle of them. So I think the first thing to do is, you know, whether it's capitalize it or make sure that you know, the combination that makes up your URL itself doesn't contain something else that someone else could sort of focus on and then not want to click on your site. Right. And I think that's, that's one of the top, number one things first to look at. Um, but playing with, you know, folders at the end, so, you know, example.com forward slash product name can be useful um, in certain instances. Like a site like IBM.com, they're huge. So if you see IBM.com as a display URL, that doesn't tell you if you're going to go to, you know, the Lovino, the, the Notops, the uh, desktops, whether it's going to be, you know, their server site or whether it's going to be their consulting services. So on a larger site, adding like a folder and what someone's looking for can be useful. On a really small site that sells just one item, not nearly as necessary. So Got I think it. It, it's from the consumer standpoint, are you showing them where they're go what they're going to see? Right. Um, well, uh, a couple points that some listeners might not be aware of. Number one is uh, Brad is talking about capitalizing letters within the display URL so that the distinct words in a domain name are, are clear, especially if they can be motivating to getting the click. And then the second thing he's talking about is adding some words uh, to the end of the display URL. And some advertisers don't realize that uh, they can do that and that those words do not have to relate to a real page in the site. Uh, as long as it matches the correct syntax for URL, uh, almost anything can be included at the end of the URL. Yeah, that, that's important. It doesn't have to be the destination. Every once in a while you still do a search where you'll see the, the display URL being example.com, question mark, SRC equals something, and that's your tracking code. And sometimes you still see it in display URLs. And display URL, the, the root domain has to match, but the rest of it doesn't have to. And I think that's important to know. make sure it, it looks very readable. Right. Hey, Brad, we've got a cutaway for, for an important message from uh, one of the companies that keeps the lights on here. Um, so, listeners, please uh, stay tuned. We're going to come back and get into the gnarly details of quality score, uh, some of which will help you make a lot of money. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you.
Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as passion.com and fastcupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic maximizing details now at friendfinder.com. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah, GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Welcome to Webcology. I hate throwing out these numbers, eh, because you're just, uh, I think I just said A. Oh, I'm so Canadian. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Think, they love uh, it for it. Live broadcast Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. We're on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Wizards, rainmakers, rock stars, gorillas, and gurus. WebmasterRadio.fm. Come visit our magical Webmaster Wonderland. We got a mouse, too. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Okay, we're back with PPC Rockstars and one of my favorite PPC Rockstars, Brad Geddes, and we are demystifying quality score, Google AdWords quality score especially. Um, Brad, let's start off with... uh, what is account quality score, and uh, how does that um, how does that affect how people should create their campaigns from scratch? So, account quality score really is a roll up of your entire account and what its history looks like, um, primarily from a click through rate standpoint. You know, what's its relevancy look like across your entire account? And one of the main things this has really been used for. Previously, it's not used quite as much as it was in the past, is when you create a new keyword which Google doesn't understand, um, how, they, how they look at it from a minimum bid standpoint. You know, if you have a really good account quality score, then you put in a keyword they don't understand, they're going to go ahead and really let you play with it, see how it does. If it's a keyword they don't understand and you don't have a good account quality score, often you'll see higher minimum bids to start with. Um, in some industries, this doesn't matter. Real estate, there are no new keywords in real estate. They've all been used. Um, medical industry, this can be very important. There's a lot of new medical terms, drug names coming out, so forth. So depending on your industry, if your keywords um, are, they've all been used before, account quality score, it matters a bit, but it's not nearly as important if you're an industry that has new words developing all the time. Got it. So, so if you're in an industry you know, where new words come out all the time, and you have a lot of really low click-through rate words that have a lot of impressions, and you think, and they have high minimum bids, meaning that you're not, they're not performing as well as some of the others. It can be useful to either disable them so they don't continue burning into your account history, um, or re-optimize those keywords. If you're in, you know, real estate or travel, 
it doesn't matter. You don't have to be nearly as concerned about your account your account history. Got it. So let me see if uh, if if I understand this correctly, and, and this is this is uh, what we've experienced and observed, <clears throat> and that is that. Uh, when a new account is created, this is not uh, applicable to accounts that have been running in the past, but when a new Google AdWords account is created, uh, I'm going to simplify things. Uh, the, the assumption by the algorithm is that the account is guilty until proven innocent. In other words, it doesn't deserve high click-through rates until it proves it can get high click-through rates. So what that means is uh, uh, the the account, the best, the best performing accounts are ones that start off with good click-through rates. Um, and to, to bring in what, what Brad just uh, talked about, um, if there are keywords in the, in the campaign for which Google has history, that's what he means by new keywords, uh, like real estate terms for which there are years and years and millions of impressions uh, worth of, of history, then, uh, then Google uh, has some information about how those keywords might perform in the future in the new account. If the keywords don't have history, uh, if they're more uh, arcane terms or, in the case of very long tail terms, where there are four or five words per search term, Google doesn't have enough history to judge whether those keywords will perform well in the account, and they may actually ding those keywords uh, and, and, and give them uh, a high minimum bid requirement to start with, uh, which, which really uh, confuses a lot of advertisers. Uh, now, one more thing, Brad, before I ask you to, to whether you, your experience squares with this. Uh, we first noticed this in a brand new account where we created uh, keyword lists of hundreds of thousands of keywords. Um, and it, it turned out, and we got confirmation from Google about this, that the entire account was affected by the worst performing keywords, such that our best keywords, the keywords that related most closely to the ads and the landing page and the theme of the site, we're getting dinged and getting allotted uh, minimum uh, click click bid prices of five to ten dollars. So, Brad, what do you what do you think about all that? Um, you know what? I, it's true. I mean, there's no question about it. You've seen it. I think everyone has seen it at some point in time. And it goes to when you say that those particular keywords affect everyone else. My guess is they were high impression keywords as well, because account history doesn't take all of your keywords and normalize, you know, it, it normalizes them from the impressions they've gotten. So if you have like 10 keywords that get one impression a month, they're not going to make a big effect in your account history. If you have 10 keywords getting a million impressions a month, they'll have a large effect. So you also, you know, have to take all this into account with you know, your account history and whether you should delete or keep keywords and so forth with how prevalent they are in the search results and how often is someone searching for them. So... Here, here's the best practice that we've developed, uh, and again, I'm, I'm interested in, in, in your take on this. Uh, we now build out campaigns with hundreds of thousands of keywords, but we pause everything except the uh, highest volume keywords that are apt to get the highest click-through rates, and obviously that, that includes or, or needs to factor in the quality of the ads and the landing pages as well. But basically, we try to accumulate within the first few weeks of an account uh, high click-through rates with uh, with a subset of the entire campaign, uh, and then once we have got the uh, you know uh, account quality score fairy dust blessing the account, then we gradually turn on longer tail terms and the terms that uh, Google is less likely to have history on. Do, do, how, does, how does that sound as an approach? 
you know, what, for larger accounts with higher spends, I think that's a perfect approach. If, you know, your spend is, you know, $1,000 a day or $500 a day, that's a good approach. If your spend is $100 a month, you don't have to be quite as concerned about, you know, building up such a CTR right off the bat because it's going to yeah. take a longer time to see, to see that entire account history evolve. Sure. And so sure. That is, that's important as well to sort of take those two things into account. But I completely agree with that approach. For a larger spend or someone with a lot of keywords, very important. Okay. Well, let's dip down into some of the more uh, uh, the smaller grained uh, quality score factors. Uh, and I'm looking at your article, uh, Google AdWords Quality Score Factors Demystified. So um, why don't you just start on the, uh, on the keyword and uh, ad group quality score factors? Sure. Um, well, I think the, the probably the most important quality score for most for people to understand, I guess there's two of them. There's first, there's minimum bids, how it's calculated, and then there's the search quality score. So, you know, minimum bids are is the very the very first thing that happens. So, when you create an account, you put your keywords in. They're given a minimum bid, basically, which is the the least amount you can pay to have that keyword show. Now, that doesn't mean that you should pay that amount. That means it's the least amount possible, and that's something I see a lot of confusion on. Um, and so minimum bids um, are a little bit different from search because they, they take in the keywords, you know, historical click-through rate. Um, they take in the relevance to keywords to the ads itself. They also use the landing page quality, which is different from search. So this is where your minimum bids, your, quality, your landing page can matter quite a bit, um, especially if it's either completely irrelevant, um, one of the types of sites Google doesn't want to see in their network, or if it's really slow loading. That's, that's one that's sort of being added in now. Um, of course, your account history and your historical CTR for displays, and then everyone's favor the other relevancy factors. Mm-hmm. But it's important to note if, you're, if you bid below your minimum bid, you can still be on content. You just won't be on search. So I think that's the very first part is, you know, is your bid below or above the minimum bid? Um, if it's above, you can show on search. If it's if it's below, you can't show on search. But if you see a minimum bid like a dollar or two dollars, that doesn't mean you should bid that amount. Um, in most cases, it means you should go fix things, and then bid whatever your ROI should be. Great. Okay. So um, let's see. Again, I'm looking at uh, the articles you've written, and, and we have links to those articles on the uh, PPC Rockstars page. Um, Let's talk about best practices for getting a uh, good, good quality score from the very start, and then uh, we'll cut away for a commercial and come back with what people should do if they find that they're getting poor quality score. So let's start with what, what are some of the best practices to make sure that uh, an, an account or a campaign starts off with a good quality score? Um, so I think that the best practice from that standpoint is when you – when you create your keywords, you know what you're going to have, breaking them down very granularly, making sure that the keyword and the ad copy and the landing page really reflect each other. Um, if you have you know, keywords all over the place um, and you just have a list of 1,000 keywords and one landing page, you're not going to see great quality score from the start. That organization plays a huge part um, in your success. So I think that is, that's probably the number one item. If you take, you know, one of the exercises I like to walk people through is write an ad copy that's very targeted. If someone saw this ad, there's only one thing that could, a consumer could ever think of that this would lead to from a landing page and a potential conversion standpoint. Then look at your keywords. If that ad does not 
completely reflect that keyword, put it in a different ad group, and go through your keywords and organize them that way. And it's better to have you know, 10 ad groups of 10 keywords than one ad group of 100. It's right. better to have them more granular. And that organization is necessary from the start to really see um, your click-through rate come up, your relevancy come up, and really get a good quality score right from the beginning of the campaign. That's so, so important. In fact, uh, I've been covering this topic in a column I write for Search Engine Watch and, and uh, touching on the point we just made and the one that came out this morning. And, and uh, one, one way I express it, I try to simplify it as much as possible. One way I express it is to say, try to create ad groups such that almost every word in your keyword list appears in the ad. Uh, and that helps in several ways, including uh, getting the optimal quality score. Yep, I completely agree. So, okay, ad groups are super important. How about uh, landing pages? Um, landing pages are important for minimum bids. They're, they're still not important for the quality score for search itself. Okay. However, um, when you think about you know, the landing page, that's your potential for conversion. You know, so what's also very important is you just paid for someone to get to that landing page. Right. So if it is not the best landing page for that keyword – it's not, you know, starting off your company's goals, then it's a bad landing page anyway. So landing pages, um, the most important part is you just paid for someone to get to your website. And so the landing pages, that's your chance for a conversion. It's your, your chance to really um, get someone to do the actions you want to on their particular website. And so, you know, best practice for landing page is put them as far in the conversion funnel as possible. That's still logical. If someone searches for an, an actual product, Put them on the product page. Don't put them back on the home page and make them search again. Um, you know, the closest you can put them towards the end of the conversion cycle, the better off you are, the less chance for them to sort of wander off in a different direction. Right. And, you know, that, that's, that's a great point, and it circles back to what we said at the beginning, which is uh, all of these are just best practices for getting the best possible response from your ad campaign. Uh, best possible number of clicks to your ads and the best possible number of conversions when the visitor gets to the site. Hey, Brad, we're going to break away again for an important uh, couple of announcements from sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what people should do when they have problems with quality score. So listeners, please stay with us. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Don't be fooled by your web analytics. If you think your web analytics are giving you all the information needed to manage your paid search accounts, you'd be shocked to see what they're not telling you. How are you tracking sales received over the phone that resulted from your PPC ads? Now, you can track call-in sales by campaign, search engine, and keyword with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Optimize top spending keywords with more accurate tracking and achieve higher PPC profitability. Get started now tracking your PPC call and sales with Engine Ready Call Analytics. Visit EngineReady.com to see how easy and inexpensive accurate call and tracking can be. EngineReady.com. 
Welcome to Madame Natalia's. You've come to have your future told, no? Yeah, you see, I'm looking for the right life insurance affiliate program, and I have... Say no more. Huh? I see you're working with AccuQuote. AccuQuote? Yes, AccuQuote. They are the nation's premier life insurance brokerage. Go on. AccuQuote will create custom creatives for you to optimize your eCPM and... They will offer you the highest payout for this offer anywhere. So when's all this going to happen? As soon as you visit AccuQuote.com. For life insurance, visit AccuQuote.com. This is Rainmaker. Jack LaLanne, a lot of people that are listening to the show right now, they're sitting in front of their computers for hours and hours every day. You know what they ought to do about every hour or so? They should just stand up and sit down in their chair. You're sitting down now, right? Absolutely. Stand up. Okay. Now, sit down. Stand up. Sit down. Keep going. I do it fast. Sit down. Sit down. Get your back right to the chair. Let me down. tell you, I'm already huffing and puffing. Okay. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, WebmasterRadio.fm. It's like radio with a Ph.D. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Okay, we're back with Brad Geddes uh, in the home stretch. Uh, let's jump into Brad. Um, again, I'm looking at one of your uh, blog posts. What should you do when quality score kills your keywords? So what are some of the best practices for repairing a Google AdWords campaign that, uh, that has a poor quality score? Well, the first thing is to try to analyze what's gone wrong. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. You know, the first thing to do is take a look at some of your keywords and look at the keyword analysis details. So there's a little link in, in your average account where you can click on it. It'll show you various aspects about it. And sometimes, right there, Google will tell you what the problem is. Um, it may be you know, something the landing page is not relevant or other options. Um, the second one, and this is always important as well, is look for other account changes. So you know, I love the keyword history tool, or sorry, the, the account history tool. One of the favorite options is to go in and see what's going on in your account, especially if you have multiple people managing the account. Um, and so one of the things that's, that's one of the best to do, I think, is run a report when you know your quality score was good and you know, make a date range and then find a, a date range where your quality score was bad and look for anything that happened in the middle of those two items. It could be you know, design change on your website um, that caused the problems. It could be that you know, one ad copy has dates in it. And it's no longer, I see that a lot, actually, where someone puts a special in there and puts a date range. And all of a sudden, that date range has passed, no one's going to click on that particular ad copy. So look at, you know, issues like that as well. Um, click through. That's, uh, so, let, me just clarify, let me just clarify for listeners that, that Brad's talking about the My Change History tool. Uh, that's in the Tools tab of the Campaign Management tab. And uh, there's something, uh, a recent change is that Google is now trying to provide information uh, in addition to exactly what changes were made on the account. Google's trying to provide information about um, what happened as a result of those changes. So that it, it actually makes uh, Brad's suggestion even easier. Go ahead, Brad. Um, oh, and then, you know, another one to do, and this is good for checking your landing page relevancy, is go to the AdWords keyword tool. 
and there's an option there to check on an actual URL. So just copy and paste your landing page URL into there and see what Google thinks that page is about. Um, that can be very useful to see, hey, look, they think my page is about something completely different. Um, and you know, then you know it's a landing page you need to fix. That's common with um, either flash sites or, or template content management system sites that have just a lot of non-unique uh, templated ad copy, or sorry, um, landing page copy in them. Because the uniqueness is also something they look at on the site. And sure. so one of, the, one of the hard parts for like, retailers is a lot of them use manufacturer's descriptions. And that copy isn't unique anywhere on the web. I mean, it's, you can find it hundreds of places, thousands of places. And so finding other ways to make that landing page unique from the others um, is also important. Um, and so if you go through a lot of those, you'll start to find areas where, whether it's a lower click-through rate, whether it's landing page relevancy issues, um, that has caused the problem in the first place. And sometimes you go through it and you can't find a problem at all. And that's, that's the hardest one to deal with. When you look at everything and it all looks good, you still have either high minimum bids, you have a low quality score. Um, and that's generally when it comes back to the best practices we talked about earlier, which is the organization factor. I mean, I can't stress enough how much organization is the most key component um, to just getting and maintaining a good quality score. Absolutely. Hey, Brad, we've got to head into the home stretch here. Uh, fortunately, uh, we've got links to your blog with uh, some, some uh, I will, I, they're not just excellent, they're, they're must-read uh, blog posts. Uh, one of them is how to organize keywords into ad groups, which uh, you just referred to. So we're going to have to let uh, the listeners uh, browse through those and uh, head, for the, head for the home stretch here. Let's see. First of all, uh, where will you be speaking next? Where can listeners uh, catch you? I'm speaking, I think it's Wednesday, at Search Engine Strategies on Quality Score. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go through a lot of Google stuff you know, during the conference. I'm there. Um, I will be in the following week, I'll be in New York and then Atlanta giving AdWords seminars. Um, and then I'll be at PubCon. I'm speaking once or twice at PubCon and moderating a couple sessions there, which is in November. Okay. And then... I'll be at SCS Chicago as well, and it's probably the first week of December. I don't remember the date for it. That's right, yeah. Well, super. Um, let's see. Uh, Brad, if people want to contact you to follow up on this uh, this uh, session, uh, how would you like them to contact you? I'm just sending an email, um, brad at bgtheory.com, or you can go to you know, our blog, bgtheory.com forward slash blog, and just hit the contact link and send an email in. Either way is the best way to contact us. Well, super. Thanks very much, Brad. We really appreciate your coming on and uh, hope you'll come on again sometime. We can talk about this just one topic for, for several sessions. Excellent. Thank you, David. This is a fun topic and one that's ever-changing um, and one you really need to stay on top of just to keep in the best practices of, of PPC management. Absolutely. Well, listeners, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, please tune in again next Monday, 4 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, for the next episode of PPC Rockstars. Stars.